1: All
2: right there, my listening audience, it's your girl, Barbara McKee, and we're live in the penthouse right now with the season premiere of Straight Cop* From the Hired Brass. I am so excited to be on my Maiden Voyage show for the fall season 2014, and I just wanted to give you a little bit of an update about some of the that is the things that's been happening. Well, you know, first off, your girl had a birthday this week. Yay, Virgo! <laughs> <laughs> and it, we we're not gonna talk about anything other than that, <laughs> regarding okay. how fun it was. And then uh, number two, in the house tonight, I have your star and mine, the number one guy right now, the legend himself. Mr. Skip Martin. He is the lead singer of the Dance Band and also co star Cool in the Gang. That's right. And he's played with Consumption. He's played with Sugarfoot. You know that guy with the Ohio Players. He is a Grammy Award winning artist. My friend, and now you're Mr. Skip Martin. How you doing? I am Um, here. (laughs)
1: How's my family doing? Don't play no games. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Dr. Skip Martin, don't play no games. That's right. I love it. I am so excited to
2: have you on the couch in the penthouse, and you're coming live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Yes, I am. Um, I just want to also uh, let my Nevada friends give them a shout-out. Hey, hey, homies over there in the Blue Martini. Uh Okay, you've been here. Uh And then we also have Pastor Bob. Pastor Bob, are you there? I'm
3: right here. Uh, How
2: you doing, Pastor?
3: (laughs) Yes, I am. I'm Heidi.
2: All All right. right. So, Pastor Bob, now we hear you've been on the road.
3: Oh boy, have I! with uh, you know, it was just a blessing for me. And you know, I would, I retired, I said I never would perform again. And uh, my daughter started uh, recording me, doing CDs on me, and everything. And finally, she booked me and uh, at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival for a weekend. Wow. And we just we had a ball and just packed out. And uh, so I was I'm was going to be rehired to go back with my own band. And uh, I'll be there next month, I think, two weekends. And then uh, I'll be in Oakland on uh, the 27th. That's right.
2: We'll be there. Track talk, track we'll be track. there. That's
3: mm-hmm. right. Valerie Trout's uh, Valerie Brown uh, Valerie Trout uh, band will be there. It looks right. handy will they be playing your club? My boy will be playing at 355 19th
2: Street at three PM. All right, you heard it. And I'm also gonna have the I'm also going
3: to have, the, uh, also going to have the, the the group I've been supposed to play with the and the cleanser than the fashion.
2: All right, and we're going to have yeah. those town passions will be there too. Right. What's the name of that event? Why don't you
3: tell us? Well, all we know is that it's, a, it's an Oakland festival.
1: Oh, Oakland festival. Yeah, an Oakland
3: festival. And guess all what, right. since you're talking about the confunction, Danny is going to be playing the piano for the passions. Oh, who is? Danny, formerly of the confunction.
2: Oh, wonderful. Did you hear
1: that, Skip? Are
3: you familiar yes. with? Oh, wonderful. All right. So, and Skip. Shelton Potter, you know, Skip Potter. Well, we recorded at Skip and studio with the function down there in Berlin. Uh, and he had studio. That's where uh-huh. he recorded it at.
2: I love it. Well, we're so glad to have you back and in the penthouse. Now, we want to go directly to Mr. Oh, uh, excuse me, let me get it straight. Uh, Dr. Martin, right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> all, all right, Dr. Martin, why don't you tell us a little bit? Now, you and I have had the privilege of knowing each other since we were wee high in high school.
1: And, yeah.
2: Mom you had such a drive. I mean, I just want to shout out to all the young out there, don't give up hope. Believe in yourself. And practice makes perfect. And the greatest thing I remember about you is you never sat your horn down. You had it with you all along. Do you yeah. think that, that the ability to play an instrument and be a vocalist was what set your career on fire? What do you think? Um, I think what
4: set my career on fire was having the c word in in my soul and it's not conviction it's not cash it's not confidence the c word was to have courage to make my way in a place that was less familiar and i was able to have the courage to leave familiar surroundings places and friends like yourself my family mother and father sister and all my hometown homies that praise me and give me a lot of love. That was great in my hometown, but I was never going to make it if I stayed there. I had to go somewhere else, and this is key for anybody that's out there looking for success in anything, because in order to be successful in anything, you have to have the courage to prove your prove your worth in an unfamiliar territory. Wow. If you can do that, you can be successful at anything, anywhere.
2: Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, I just wanted to bring some thoughts back from the past. I was thinking, reminiscing with some friends of mine from Sacramento, and somebody brought up, uh-uh. No, they didn't say, was it the showcase last? Does that bring you back a memory? Wow. Anything? Good.
4: Way, <laughs> back. way Way,
2: way back. <laughs> wow. <Hey>. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so, uh, were, you, were you, did you get carded when you went over there with your horn to play with East Wind Band? Tell us about the days of East Wind Band. Tell us well,
4: about Well, I was, that. I, was um, I started playing as a professional at like 15 years of age. Didn't realize that I was going to really be doing that, but I was having fun, and I was enjoying playing my horn, and um, uh, I went to a place in Sacramento called Skip Music, which was on floor and road and I was getting some valve oil or something from my trumpet and I met this Asian guy standing outside the store his name was Roy Aramoto. We we're still friends to this day he was a road manager for this group which was most half Asian and half African American and so he said "Man, I like the way you play that trumpet can you play you're still a young man I mean and I pulled my horn. I said Ta-da!
1: He says, Yeah man, come in on this bottom. Well, I would
4: love to. But you gotta to talk to my mom about that because I'm fifteen and she's not gonna really let me go about and play too much. And she said, Well, he said, Well, we'll talk we'll talk to you. We'll talk to uh we will talk to your mom. So he got the manager, a guy named Marty Humm. And he's Asian as well. And Marty Ham came with Roy to my house and asked my mom, could I come and play in the band with them? Everybody else was 21, just about 21 and older, or 20, and I was young. So they said, well, yeah, we'll see. And my mom says, well, I don't know. As a matter of fact, no, he can't do it. He's not old enough yet. Then they came back about two weeks later with some flowers or something and said, yes, can you? Let him come out and play with us, and we will take care of him and bring him home. Please. she says, okay, I'll let you go and play with him. The first time you don't come home after, you come home after 11 o'clock, it's all over. They said, okay. So I went out (laughs) and I played the first week with them, and I played the club and played some gigs with them. And then they brought me home by 11. And then we got a, a gig at a place called Zeke's, which was downtown Sacramento. And it was a nightclub. An Asian nightclub. We went right down there, and that next week, I played. I played from 9 o'clock till 2 in the morning, and I did that all week. When I got back home that week, I, I gave my mom, I made $250, which at that time was more money than my mom was making taking care of the two of us. And I gave her half the money, and I said, "Mom, can I play? She says, go ahead on and do your from that point on, <laughs> I went my whole career from right. 15 to 19, and this is, and you were aware of my schedule, Barbara, because we were in class together, and it would come in so tight. That's I right. I had to be a stage band at 7 o'clock in the morning. That's I didn't right. get off the stage till 2 o'clock in the morning. I didn't get home from downtown Sacramento for, like, for Dover until almost 3 o'clock in the morning. So I had to get <laughs> back up. And at school and stage band blasting my horn at seven had to be up at 6:15, and i did this continually for four
1: years of high school
2: wow And you guys, you're listening right now live to Skip Martin, uh, legendary star of the dance band, Grammy Award-winning artist, uh, played with Cool in the game for many years, and we're just listening a little bit about his commitment and life and times, and how he rose to success, and how he is staying on the top and number one. And you are on www.t25cl.com. That's who's hosting this show, Galaxy Talk Radio. I'm your girl. Barbara, we have oh. Pastor Bob in the penthouse also. It just got back from Asheville, Oregon. And we also have uh, Andre Ward, I think, it's sitting in, too, on the couch in the penthouse on Stray Talk. All right, so Skip, we want to know. So you went from East Wind Band. Now, that yeah. was back in the day, uh, Pastor yeah. Bob. And we used to have those Battle of the Bands. I mean, that was yeah. a big deal. And yeah. I mean, East Wind by no means was not, they was the baddest. If you could get in, because we was all in 21.
1: If you could get mm-hmm. in, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like, it was like, man, you done made it. This has got, uh, how did that song go? Heaven must be like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
2: That's exactly what it was. But I just wanted to let you know how much we appreciated you because you were that star, and you were our friend. I mean, it was one of those things where you know we would come to the concerts and support, and there you were. And oh my goodness, we had quite a time. But tell us about wow. the transition from the Dazz Band, uh, from uh, uh, Eastwind to the dance Band, and how that. Well, for
4: you. I will. I will. I wanted to just say one thing before we got just into that dance Band. You mentioned something. You said back in that time, used to come to the show that you would see me perform, and the show would be a, a pep rally, or a jazz show, or something like that. And keep this in mind, and as I was coming up, I had something in my heart and soul. They told me I was going to achieve something and, and make a statement in humanity with my music. So I really dressed myself down. If you remember, Barbara, I was the most, I think, cast to be a ladies' man that you would ever see. I Absolutely. was ugly with the big pro and the big glasses, and I'd wear a referee-type shirt, and I was just on the wild side. And the only time the girls would even want to talk to me would be after one of those shows. <laughs> and so I developed a, a persona in my dress and what have you to downplay my gift. So people wouldn't be attracted to me because of my gift. I wanted somebody that would love me because of who I was. Why? And that wow. was my message for why I'm dressed so casually, what have you, and not just casually, outlandishly right. different. If I could throw you off, I was going to throw you
3: off. <laughs> I knew
4: I had a hook and something in my heart and soul and talent that was going to be a hook and I didn't want privileged love. I wanted somebody who was going to really love me for me. And so that's. You brought that to life when you mentioned about high school and then people seeing me at the gigs, you know, and at a uh, one of those little jazz shows or one of those pep rallies and I'm star and I'm playing and uh, that was a blessing, but from there. Well, but you oh. know,
2: that, that, let me just say something that uh, Pastor Bob, maybe we can get you a comment on this, but isn't it true though, when you wear your gift on your shoulder, when you wear it uh, in your, it, I mean, your light is already on. God has given it to you. But when you wear it, and when you let everybody know about it, when you tell about your plans, when you put it out there before it's mature enough and ready, that's why you have the difficulty. So what do you say about that, Pastor Bob? Let's tell us a little bit about how you feel about that.
3: Well, you know, I believe that um, all people have a gift. And I believe the gift that they have is not a gift that it made one that uh, it made while they are are in life as a child growing up, but I believe that gift they have is within them, and they were born with it. And I believe that gift just has to come out. And and then your life will shine and and that once that light begins to shine, you begin to develop more. And as you develop more, uh, you're developing for yourself, inner self, but then you begin to express inner self, outward. Once that inner self begins to uh, go outward, then people will begin to pay attention to you by your life, is shining. If you cannot look in the mirror at yourself and your inner self and say, this is what I'm doing, this is where I am going to go, and I must try to achieve, then you do have a problem. And entertainment, so many entertainers have been mixed up. I've been out there since the 1950s, and I mean, I've seen it. You know played with james brown and i can turn and count Basie and stan kenton i was saying with you know all these different people and i've seen so many people who uh did not have that NFL feeling. although believe it or not again they did have to Hmm. well we appreciate your perspective there
2: especially You've been in the game so long with the chain reaction and your hit, the Lady in Red, and having that remade right now. We're going to come back to you on something. We've got a couple of questions right now in the queue. Uh, Somebody's asking, uh uh-oh, what is your favorite venue to perform in? Yeah, uh uh-oh, they want to know. Tell us. Oh,
4: my God. Well, I've had a number of venues that I I have loved to play in. I I don't know which is my favorite. I can tell you which. It was the most fantastic one I ever played in, which was a place called the Sporting Club in Monte Carlo. And the Sporting mm. Club is probably one of the richest, decadent clubs in the world. Um, yep. And that night when we were playing, it cost $10,000 a hit to get into the show. Oh, and we're, we're, on a, we're on a stainless steel stage that was like a telescopic stage uh, on the remote control on a machine. So we would sit back behind the curtain, get set up as a band. I'm singing lead for the band. So I step out into the center, into the front, and then the stage would push me out over the audience and extend out about 80 feet out into the audience, like mm-hmm. a modeling runway.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And then I would be out there. They had dancers on either side of us. At the end of the room, it was, a, it was like Circle Star. It was a round room at the end that had about 30-foot, tall, uh, stained glass windows with about 33 foot curtains that came down in front of those. So the curtains would open up, and he would look out into the Bay of Monte Carlo with all the yachts, and all the yachts using their little dinghies to get into the port because the yacht's too big to get up up on shore. So everything Ah. came in. Uh, um, Whitney Houston, Bobby Brown, they got married over there. They were doing their thing, coming in. Sharon, Elton John is there, Uh, Prince Philip is there, Steffi, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Princess Steffi. We're doing the show. I look over, and that one day, I played the show a thousand shows my name wasn't Skid Martin. I'd already done a thousand shows. And I'm sitting over there, and you know, Barbara, that I'm kind of blind without my glasses. That was something that helped my persona when I was on stage, because I've always felt like, I've always been stage fright, uh stage shy. And when I took off my glasses, I could be something that I felt inside and didn't see myself as I couldn't see people's eyes. I couldn't see their mouths. I couldn't see their noses. I could just see the shapes. So I'm like, well, you can't see me. I can't see you. If I can't see you, that means you can't see me. So I might as well go and play like I'm a bad dog. I'll be just singing. I'll be i can see yeah, baby. Hey, 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 hey. Go ahead, I'm gonna <laughs> like, I know he's saying to me, I wasn't seeing, <laughs> seeing <laughs> But that was beautiful. And the curtains would open and you would see the bay. And then took off, the roof would recline and reveal the stars. Now I'm oh. quickly, in a restaurant, looking up at the stars, looking out these 30-foot panes on that window out to the court of Monte Carlo. That was an unforgettable place to
2: play. Oh my One goodness, well, we, 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 we are just, we are so thankful to hear about that. Many of us may never see Monica, I myself. So we'll be mm-hmm. seeing that place. I'm gonna put that in my notes, Sporting club. <laughs> you know, that's a beautiful
4: thing. And you know what, you make me feel so Barbara, because uh, part of the gift that has been given to me to do this was to be able to bring these stories back to you. This is my, this is my uh, receiving part of the work, the lack of sleep, the 20-hour airline flights to and from, the, all of the things that I had to go through in order to get to it. To hear you say, it's so God nice for you to bring the stories back. And that was part of my fulfillment and my payback for my gift was to bring the stories back to people. As a matter of fact, from that concept, I ended up creating a book that I am writing right now in a volume, uh, in a volume type of way. The book is called "Fable of a Paid Piper." Fable, uh, everybody, listen to this now. Jot it down.
2: Fable of a, a paid piper. Title. I love it.
4: Okay, and what I've been doing—all my stories have morals to you. You know, all of my stories have real morals to them, and uh, I have funny ones, and I have heartfelt ones, and and sharing you a story with that particular place where I was playing, that was a beautiful thing, And, and the moral to that whole story is, you know, you never know where faith will take you.
2: That's right. And you know what? Mm-hmm. You have to know that we are out here. Uh, your fans are out here, and we love you. And we want to know about what it's like to be that star, what what it's like to be, you know, accomplished in music as you have been with so many tentacles everywhere. I mean, I want to know. Okay, let's go back to <laughs> yes, Well, yes, we know. Let's go back to the dance Then, How did you go from the East Wind band to the dance? How did that
4: happen? Um, I decided to use that C word and stretch out when the when the East Wind band decided to disband. I was nineteen years old. Guys were going off to college, getting married, this and that, we just came to an end of it. I'm like, is that it? Is it <laughs> over? I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. So I went to my mom, and if you, you remember I was a pretty good athlete. I was intelligent, I had to go to school, and scholarship to do this, and scholarship to wrestle. You remember, I wrestled. So I'm doing all of that on top of playing. So I left, said I'm gonna chase my dreams and go to the big city. The big city was San Jose, where my uncle lived.
1: I love it. And I then
4: got into, living in his basement, I was there for about six months, five months. And every week, I'd go out somewhere, find a band. I want to join their band. I'd get into their band and they do one of those battle of the bands. And I see a band that was better. And I go to that band and say, I want to be in your band, they come home. And I did that. So I went through four or five different bands. And then I finally got to this one band. that said, man, we on the road. You want to come on the road? I'm like, that's why I left home. They said, well, come on the road. No, I didn't know that I was going to be on the chicken. So I have one of these, I have one of these stories that is in my book, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be real. And this is uncut. I'm telling you how it goes since we have that autonomy. So I'm, I'm 19 playing this band from Youngstown, Ohio. I don't even know where Youngstown, Ohio is. And the name of this particular story is called In Plain Sight. Listen up to this, Rev. So okay. I was, I was uh, from 19 going on the run with this group. We're playing Parliament Funkadelic. We were in hot pants with leggings from the knee down. <laughs> we thought we were the shit and the girls thought we were the shit too and we were doing We were traveling and they were ready to take me up to Canada for the first time. And the other thing was the Chipman Circuit, the, the definition of the Chipman Circuit was you made twenty dollars a night and ten of those dollars went to the community bag of weed. And that's how we were living. <laughs> Canada for the first time and there's eight of us in a van with one white boy named blue and he's our sound man and so we're going through there and we had got this dodge van with all of us and our suitcase and trunks and a, and a trailer pulled behind us with all this equipment and the guy comes out custom officer and he says you got a band we said yes sir he says what kind of band are you we said well we play parliament funkadelic and george clinton and he goes Fly, fly. From, yeah, I know that song. He says, can we put in your van. We want to check your van Everybody got out of the van real slow. We're like, oh my God. We had two guys in the van that didn't smoke, drink, or anything. And you could see the p trails coming out of their pants because so they knew we were going to get to jail. Somebody was going to jail. We had to call our parents to get Western Union money to get out of jail. But so somebody had that bag of So now we getting ready to go. And the guy's just like, He's looking, he can't find anything. So he comes out of the van and he looks over to his partner and he says, hey, great, go get Daisy. Daisy's a one and a half year old Daisy Cocker Spaniel drug dog. So they bring Daisy, Daisy comes out and he says, go find me, Daisy, and she jumps up in the van and she's like, whoop, 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 whoop whoop. Like, whoop, 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 But she can't find a seat, she can't find a road, she can't find any marijuana, she can't find anything. And you just barking. Now, what seemed to be an eternity, we look over there, and Daisy's now. I believe she got a contact high, cause she's laying on her back with covers on her, playing. And the guy looks in the stand and He said, Daisy, come on out of there. And looked at us and said, You guys can go on your way. And I got into the shotgun seat, and the culprit was driving. He's still my friend today, Clarence Ross, and he says. I, I got into the van. We drove about oh, 50 clicks down the road. I looked over at Clint. I said, "Clint, who got the bag of weed?"
3: He said, "I got it."
5: He said,
4: "How you gonna have it?" He said, "I put that mofo on the top of the van in plain sight. I thought that mofo and dog was gonna lose it. Mofo and
1: mine." <laughs> 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 So the moral <laughs>
4: to that story is sometimes if you have to hide, it's best to hide in plain sight.
1: This right. brother
4: put a whole ounce of weed on the top of the van in plain sight <laughs> while everybody's looking in the van.
2: I love it. And you heard it so- first right here on the way <laughs> from the higher birth. We're in the penthouse right now with yours truly. Dr. Skip Martin. Star, leading legendary star of the jazz band, giving us some of the uh, uh, notable stories from his new book called Fables of a Page Piper. And that's a volume series. It's going to be coming out, so we want you guys to take a look at it. You can go to Skip Martin Music. Dot com and get more information about where to see Skip either with the Dazz Band, Cool in the gang, or with his own jazz trio that, of course, he plays at home in Las Vegas most frequently. Okay, we want to pay a couple of bills. We want to say ww.t25 25 cl where we have independent artists where you can go to our new website and take a look and download some MP 3 uh musicians from our independent artist list such as Roslyn Jordan, uh, um, Rosalind Jordan, or you can also download uh, one of my favorites, Liz Warren Light, And uh, we have Pastor Bob on the chat as well. Anyway, so back to uh, what's got me all excited and what's got me all sun-tied tonight. We're talking with Skip Martin. Okay, so Skip, so now I want to know, you got to the point where the jazz band is successful. You're playing with all the bands. You're on tour. Who told you that you were going to be nominated for a Grammy? And what does that feel like? Well, I have two different
4: ways it felt. The first time, first part of it, <clears throat> I I said to a guy that was a major, uh, iconic radio disc jockey um, at the time, out of out of New York, and he mentioned to me. He just said to me, he said, well. His name was Frankie Crocker. And Frankie Crocker, doing an interview, he said, well, now that you have a Grammy Award and what have you, uh, so how does it feel to have a Grammy? And I was going through things, meaning the song was brought to me. It didn't sound like that, but it was brought to me.
0: Me and Kenny
4: and Pierre, we put our own flip on this song. And for those of you that are out there don't know the song I'm talking about, the song is called Let It Whip. And the little trivia thing about Let It Whip is Let It Whip was designed around a television series theme song. The television series theme song. That's what it was around. And I'm going to explain to you it was Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island. (laughs) Here on Gilligan's Island. Want to see you whipping, choking, get you right. Give me just a minute of your time tonight. We both are here to have the fun to let it rip. That's where let it rip came from.
2: Wow. Now, this is that
4: something. Yes. what we did from there, it was very straight the way we did it. So, me and Kenny started coming up with little stuff. So, I'm like, yeah, let's add it to it. Let's whip it, baby. Don't let's whip it, baby. Don't let's whip it, baby. And we whip it all night. And they're like, cool. Now we got a little vibe going. And then they said, well, let's uh to, to skip, I want you to send something on this bridge. And it's like, I'm you know what, don't want to be with you, you don't want you. to me, can't you see that, oh, your time. something that's behind you, yeah. that's what they wanted me to do. But when that break came, he said, Skip, give me something, anything. And I said, anything? He said, anything. So I thought the most ridiculous thing I could think of. I said, okay.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Next thing I know. Next
1: thing I know. Let me just give you a hand right
4: now. Uh-huh. <laughs> turns into not only a nominated song, but we end up winning.
2: Now, what was that like to win? That was, was a blessing. That like? It
4: was just a blessing to win. I didn't, I'm sitting there talking to the whispers behind me and watching miles davis walk by with headphones on and all these people that i love and admire stevie wonders over here and this one i'm just amazed people watching not even saying i'm like i'm not gonna think about this because they're ain't gonna win so i don't want to get my little heart broken so if i don't pay attention it won't hurt his face and then next the thing i know i heard him saying and where is the best performer of the group jazz band wait a minute jazz band that's my fire they tied. With Earthly Fire, with the Serpentine Fire, and Dance Band with it Whip, you both win the Grammy. Wow, well, and I didn't
1: we know kind. Out. Oh!
4: Yes, and we walked from the 50 something row in the center over the seats straight to the front of the stage. We didn't even, the Dance Band were in black suits, red Maui shoes, red ties, white shirts, and there were so many people in the auditorium that we didn't go out the aisles. We walked over the seats and got to the front of the stage, went up there, received it. It was a great moment in our life. Now, you ask me how does it feel. It felt wonderful to get that. The The other side, the double-edged sword side, part to that was, Jay and I, and other cats. we helped to bring that song to fruition, but we were nowhere on the right front of you. So that meant, after having a hmm. Grammy, my bills weren't any different than they were before I went in. So wow. I asked Frankie Crocker, when he asked me, he said, so what would it feel like to have a Grammy? i said well i fill mine with water and drink for some time and he's like, well, I I watch out now watch out don't blow it and i'm like whatever because this thing i all cracked up what it used to be i won a grammy and i still can't pay my mortgage i did it ended up being a hit song and i got nothing from it right so, let so that was just... a double-edged sword to it it took me well. years to really appreciate the respect that I was being given by people that were my peers in the music and that helped me to change my perspective later on because it didn't mean as much to me until late
2: okay. and we've, guys, got, we've got lots of people uh, with questions right now okay. let me just cut in oh my goodness okay um they're asking um all right so in that sense they want to know, what is your most disastrous show, if you could tell? If you could tell us, what is the most disastrous show they're interested in knowing? Wow. I don't know. Dang, hey, my most disastrous show?
1: That's what I'm trying to Jeez. say. Don't I can anyway?
4: I don't hey, even, hey, moving You <laughs> know, I, I don't even know. I can't even think of that. I've had shows where i had some stuff that happened, but there's always a blessing. Oh, I had one that was funny as hell. Where i was in a place called uh, the holiday star theater and it was like circle star theater one of those schools and around and here My, i am where, uh, where is that located i just in uh, florida okay and i'm doing the show with cool and game i've been there about two three years replaced with jt taylor
0: and they were wow. really
4: mad the fans were mad because i didn't sound like jt it sounded like i brought the daz band to cool in the game and we're doing these shows and i'm getting off slick and learning how to dance which i never was a dancer and I learned how to dance and do choreography and all of this stuff. So I got this move with the microphone and I took the microphone up and I would catch it. I'd do a spin and catch it and stop and freeze. And they were like, ooh, wow. So this night, I got a little confident with it. A little excited because there were about three hot chicks right there in the front just stealing with short dresses on and no pants. Nothing yet. So I, feel I got a little bit overzealous. Took that microphone. When I threw it, it went five feet higher than it usually goes. So now it's up in the lights. And when it comes down, I just put my hands on my face so the mic does not hit me in the face, hit me on the arms, boom, drop, and fell into the bell of the monitor on the floor. It said, boom. boom. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, well. You get back on the horse. Pick it up. Sorry about
1: that. ha. <laughs> You know, and <laughs> keep rolling. Uh, that that's why cool, nice. that. You <laughs> got you got to keep rolling. We got another question. <laughs> if, if you
2: were uh, if you were headliner for a concert and you could play with three groups, who which three groups would you want to perform with? And I guess they're asking uh, which three groups. So we would want to know: Do you prefer playing with the Jazz Band or Cool and the Gang? And then what would be the lineup? Also with that. Well. I don't know uh, exactly how to answer that other
4: band. one of my dreams has already come true, and that was to play with a configuration we called United We Funk. What we did was we put the DAZ band, Bar case, Confunction, SOS, and Charlie Wilson together in one configuration, dressed out as one band. And we ah. called it United We Funk. I remember that. United We Funk All-Stars. This is what launched Charlie Wilson again. Because at that time period, Charlie, Gap Band, so many people were into the designer drugs that were going around. It was messing everybody up. And they didn't want to work with the Gap They, meaning record companies, what have you, didn't want to work with the Gap Band and this band and that band if they were drug and dated and wouldn't be responsible. But we talked him into doing it, pulled Charlie in. Charlie was going to change it and rehab and get his life together. And we right. got people around him and help support him with this mega band. And when we did the mega band, now we're doing Uh Baby, you can do it. Take it time, you freak show. Baby, baby, on a fine, fine, fine. That's way, baby, baby. boom, 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 boom. We're doing all of these songs back to back to back to back for three hours. Wow. It was hurting the audience so bad that we had to cut it and put intermission in. Because by the time we got to Let It Whip, which was closing the show, we played that. The audience had been up for three hours dancing since the first song. Every song is eight times cuts, and we're bashes. And everybody out there our age, with the Jerry curls was coming out flat. With the the finger waves they had in the girls' heads turning into Afro. By the time we hit that, that um bum, good night. You didn't even hear. The roar of the pineapple time, time come back. You heard the people going, Shit, we out of
1: here. Out of here. <laughs>
4: they
1: don't make no sense. <laughs> that
4: don't make no sense. I got to go. I got go. You know, Let me get up. You know, myself. Let me get myself. Now I got to go. I can't
1: go. I don't to call. We don't even get my. We
4: done. Uh, you know so It was a blessing. That was probably one of the greatest configurations I've ever experienced in my life stand behind people. I grew up playing this music to.
1: Getting a chance to
4: play with Sugarfoot and the Ohio players and walk out there on the stage and play the Porn Park on Ohio. I'm just loving it. And I went to Sugarfoot, God bless him, before he passed away. And we were on the same show together. And I went to the dressing room after one of the shows we had done and uh i looked at him and i said sugar i love you so much man i grew up playing this music this is why well, i learned I my bands and each one band i was playing this music fire and roller coaster all and honey and all of this stuff i was playing this coming up thank yeah. you so much i love you man i said i hope you don't mind me uh i hope you don't mind me coming out there and playing with your horn section he said well you know Usually, I don't let cats come up there
3: and play with my guy. But in your case, I just said, fuck <laughs> 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 it.
1: mean this is real. <laughs> <laughs> I And you know what? God rest
2: the sugar, so we love this. Right. I mean, every one of these bands you're talking about is our absolute favorite. I mean, I, I, I you, you are our
1: absolute Hands down favorite. <laughs> that is is Mr. rude. And I want to
2: ask you a question. Okay, so now that we've talked about that, now, okay, so now you're Grammy award winning. Here you are. You got the Dazz Band. You got your Grammy. You're drinking your brandy out of. And I want to know. So how do you get with in the game? I
4: mean, well, I took some time. I, I I got to a point of impasse. With we had done seven albums with the Dazz Band. Mm-hmm. And we would use the formula that got us the Grammy. And I would sing a lot of the songs and just got this formula together. Then the next time, the powers of be within that industry or within the band would try to change it around so it wouldn't be so dependent on what the audience was liking, which was my sound. So now they do a song like On the Run and they break it up or they do all this dance song, break it up, try to make it, and then the momentum would go down. And we would come back and do it again and here comes choice stick with the same formula we have it let it whip and that's it. After a while going back and forth, I'm looking at guys like Sting from the police, like Phil Collins, you know, and his group. And the white boys could do a band album and then go and do a solo album. And then still do the band
1: album. So what? I came
4: back to the powers of being and said, well, look, you guys can continue to do this and go back and forth. Let me do a solo album now. I'm gonna be ready to go do a solo album on my own. And still I was told, you know what, still, It's too soon for you to do that. Um, you need to uh you know, just wait on a while to do that because really your voice isn't why it's hitting in the first one. I said, Oh. Okay, well, I said, What your
2: voice isn't what?
4: Why it was hitting in the first place. It's oh, the okay. song, it's not the voice. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, that's a good, their, your opinion. I don't agree with that, but here's well, what I'm I'm,
2: I want to do I've got one thing to say. My 45 is great where you sang your part. <laughs> 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 so I said
4: you know, I said, I said, you know what? That's fine. Cool. Matter of fact, this is what I'm going to do. You and the dad, band go on to be rich and famous. I'm going to start over again. And that's what I do. I left the jazz band. I didn't say anything. I didn't tell the presses. I did my last show at the Provost Theater in Cleveland on New Year's Eve in 1986. It went into 1986. And I just went ahead on and, and took my break. And I just got on out of there. Matter of fact, that few days later, here and now, I'm not in a band. I don't have any money. I'm not getting paid. The, I got a house that I got on a hit record uh, income and I'm trying to pay for that. And I have a newborn child and a marriage is not working out and I'm living in Cleveland. I said, wow. no, I'm not going to stay here. Matter of fact, I went to a uh, public service office to get some assistance to help me with what I was doing to pay my mortgage, to get some food and this and that. And a lady was in front of me, turns around and goes, I just give mine from the dad's
1: band? I
4: said, uh, I said, uh, <laughs> yeah she said are you saying i said no oh she just turned around i didn't want to talk to her i was so embarrassed and i went and did what i had to do then i came out of there i said i'm not going to stay here and it's cold and the snow is coming and i don't have a band i'm going through a divorce. i'll end up dying so i ended up getting up out of there and shipped myself back home to california where i came after 11 years or so of being gone Wow. Had enough time from my generation to the Daz Band, and I've been almost 11 years. And you know, I come back home. I came back home my a new wife to be, with a son on the way, child on the way, and we came back and tried to work some things out. I stayed there for a little while, and uh, I was sitting here at my house one day. And because Daz Band opened for Cool in the Game, we did a lot of shows with Cool in the Gang. A lot of. And so that's how I had a relationship with them. Right,
1: The the
2: relationships, not to cut you off, but they're the most important thing. That's what I think people don't really see, is not only you're a talented artist, but you have solid relationships. You have have to have relationships relationships.
4: and you have to have people skills in order to give people what they want to not be intimidated of you, especially if you have a gift. Wow. You had a gift of running like Flo jo had. What somebody else is going to take is if, you come, if she comes over to you, obvious she's to run her ass off. Obvious she had that gift. But the other thing was she would go to somebody that obviously didn't have that gift and tell them, you know, you can do it. And make it about them. If you make it about other people, it empowers and gives you more power. I love it. So what did
2: they do? They called you? JT called me. on the phone? They
4: called, me. they called me and said that JT was no longer in the band, and they were auditioning these things, and I wanted to come and audition. Wow. And I went in my audition, and my mother was a bit psychic. She told me, she said, well, baby, they're going to take you, but you're not going to be the first one they pick." And sure enough, they picked another guy and went out there for about two months, and it was a disaster. Called me and said, yeah, we need to come on.
1: And I went ah, out
4: there and ah, learned all of JT stuff, learned all of that stuff, and started singing lead on a two-and-a-half-hour show. I sang two hours. Wow. And I did that for eight years straight, and it wore my voice. I was going up to eight months out of the year on the road with them.
1: Sometimes wow, and you guys traveled time. all over the world.
4: All,
3: all
2: over, over the, the world. world. Well let me just let let me just stop right now, everybody. Huh, 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 I'm out of breath. <laughs> you, 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 this is just straight up from the higher brush season opener fall two thousand fourteen with my friend in yours, Mr. Oh, let me get it straight. Doctor. Uh uh, don't play no games. <laughs> Martin, okay? And we got a caller on the line. So let me take a caller right now. All right. Uh hold on. And uh all right, caller. You're on Stray Talk. Do you have a question for Skip in the penthouse tonight?
5: Hello,
2: caller? Hello.
4: Hello?
2: Yeah. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Thanks for calling Stray Talk. We have Skip one in Skip. the Penthouse.
4: This is this is Skip, baby. I'm talking about I'm talking to the guy that said hello.
2: Okay, go ahead. You are you calling? Okay, well, sometimes we have people just listen, but you stay tuned, it's okay. All okay. right, so we're going to go straight to the board, and we've got, someone says, oh, this is a big question man. you know, everybody wants to know about this, okay? So the question starts off, can hip-hop collaborate with jazz and R- R&B? So this is a, a question yes. that they're asking, so why don't you yes. elaborate a little bit on that, and then I have a question. Okay, so...
4: If you go to my website skipmartinmusic.com, pull up my music side. You're gonna see an album on there. The album is called Skip Hop. Skip Hop was born from the collaboration of a young guy who was about 20 years old and 21 years old. We're sitting in a bar, a neighborhood bar, like friends. You know where everybody knows your name. I'm sitting in there in this club having a drink, apple martini. And he starts talking about music. I'm talking about music. He said, I produce music. I said, I produce music. He said, yeah, but I do it all the time. I said, I do it all the time. He's said, as a <laughs> matter of fact, if you do it all the time, we can leave here right now and go and work on something right now. It's one o'clock in the morning. I'm testing it. He says, okay, let's go. I got the studio. We go to his house and start working. And what he did was he gave me a track that he had started working on. And I made a hook to that track. And I've made a, a hook story to it. And then I did music and I started adding my trumpet to it and mm-hmm. opened it up. I took all the desecration and what have you out of it. There was no cussing, there was no the biatch words, there was no none of that stuff, and no N words, none of that stuff. I made it clean because hip hop was not rap. Rap is a prostitutional version offshoot of what hip hop was. It's was a plagiaristic offshoot of what hip hop was. It's the easy or cheap way of talking about something that's neat about reality than hip hop. Hip hop was talking about what's going on in the world. Rap was talking about the bottles and the booties in the club and the opulence and the decadence that ain't nobody may ever get. Stuck wow. It was just stuff that people don't even live. Jesus used to be a reflection of the days and times. Ain't no 19 year old brothers running in no world Rose
2: Phantoms and what have you with plain bling, this and that. It's not Absolutely. real. Absolutely. Uh, one second. We got uh, our Galaxy Chief here uh, of Galaxy Talk Radio. You're listening live to wwwt 25 cl Got to pay a bill. And we're bringing on CEO Andre Ward. Andre, are you in the house? Yes, I'm right
5: here. How you doing?
2: <laughs> I am so glad you're here. Are you listening to some of this? Right. I'm
5: listening to all mothers it, and man, I mean, you have been talking about Skip Martin for the past two months. I'm gonna have him on. I'm gonna have them on. i gonna have them on. And man, I can see, I mean, the, the two-month wait has been well worth it on your show premiere uh, here. Here for your new season. <laughs> it is a pleasure to meet you, my brother. I've been here, tip Mark, for two months now. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I, I, I see him on the videos on our site and stuff, so okay. So, brother, I bow down to you. I humble myself for this Thank moment. You, Thank yes, you. sir. Um, well, my,
2: my my question I'd like to open up with you gentlemen tonight is okay. So um, we've seen a little bit about what Skip has said about rap and hip hop, and my question is 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 it seems that Skip has gone gone on and become better, but we haven't seen him do a, a booty video like uh, Nicki Minaj. I mean, the men just don't have to put themselves in a in a compromising position to sell records. And so my question is, with this new wave of these hip hop artists just exposing and degrading themselves, Skip, I wanna go with you first and then i will gonna comment then Pastor Bob. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I
4: think that everything goes to a cycle of extremes and then it comes back around to, it goes in 30 year cycles. 30-year cycle is long enough for a child to to be born, to grow up, have a child, and and be a parent to that child. That's the cycle. Then everything goes around and comes around. Nicki Minaj is a cycle of Madonna. Back to and that was 30 years ago doing that. It's mm. just an extreme end of it. There haven't been too many extremes in between that. And it's in that last 30 years. The difference between the Madonna time and the Nicki Minaj time is internet and social media that wasn't even invented at that time. So now, all of that instant satisfaction and instant, what you feel instantly responds is now global in a fraction of a second. Do
5: you feel that there's more hype to that than talent? That's yeah. what they're putting out yeah. there right yeah. now, and it's imagery, and it's the yeah. imagery that's selling and not necessarily yes. the talent and the sacrifice of talent because when you mentioned somebody like Nicki Minaj, and I'm pretty sure there's a few other I mean, I've never heard the interviews of these people going and take music lessons and studying for eight, nine, ten hours a day, 12 hours a day, right. and you then playing right. at the the local club and then working their way up through that circuit and going through the chitlin circuit or whatever.
4: Yeah.
5: But you right. never hear what happened. All all of a sudden, you hear, here she is. Right now, blam. But what happened before and what transcended from their home to, to where they are now. Younger That's been a real started, quick fast jump. Younger people
4: started being the executives underneath the moguls that didn't understand change. So they hired younger people to help them with their AR, this and that, so forth. So a younger person said, Hey, well, you got this guy singing for this band. How are you? How about we just take him out of the band and get him a deal? How about we take just this lead person on this band and and it desecrated and, de- and, and demolished and disassembled the band era. That was the first thing. Then, as the bands start disappearing, now you have these solo artists, and they start pumping all of this stuff around. And at the same time, of the change of that was the birth of hip hop, starting with Sugar Hill Gang, the hip hop, the hitters, community, Don't Started. Bang, bang, Boogie up, w the Okay, now change the whole complexion of, oh, well, we don't even have to have talents. Let's create v- uh, VH1. Let's create MTV. And now music started becoming a more visual sensory sensory stimulated motivation for marketing and buying. And that changed the perspective on that. And then we, as black people, ended up creating BET because MTV and VH1 wouldn't put a black face on video. We did Let It Whip, and they would never put Let It Whip video on MTV or, or VH1. Not until Rick James came out with Super Freak and Michael Jackson uh, came out with Thriller did they allow a blackface to be on MTV and VH1. That's how it got started. That was what started making the change, and the change from music, musicality, and all those things that we grew up to. Our time, times have changed. Things are different. Oh. They've taken music out of the schools. They've taken it out. The only way you get to it now, holding on into school schools, if you hope to get to college and you can play in a marching band, right? right. Because well, that's one of the key
1: instruments.
2: Let's uh, make let me give really? a shout out right now i want to just but just say something a little bit on that uh we have sheila e which you probably know pop sheila e. Yeah, straight out of oakland and we've got yep. sheila e who's actually uh, brought it back home, and she's uh, entered into the school systems with her money. Yes. Into her. Uh, uh, she has this uh, nonprofit organization that actually is putting teachers and musicians in the schools to start teaching music again, and she's yes. funding this. It's excellent. So, uh, Pastor Bob, are you there?
1: Um.
2: Okay, Pastor Bob, now you were a star with a number one hit in 1972. And uh, what do you, the things that you were singing about in 1972 uh, is much different than the songs that are going on now. What do you think has changed? I mean, how does a person, because you've had a newfound fame that's come about, about, like Skip says, in a 30 year cycle. So, what do you think we need to do when we're talking to our young people about how to choose their music and the difference between now and then?
3: Well, how do you how do you train a kid to listen to certain type of music when their parents haven't been trained to listen to a certain type of music? So what are you dealing you're dealing with a lot of parents, uh young parents, I know 'cause I have some in my family. And uh they're growing up listening to the rap music. I love what the doc is saying. Uh by the way, Doc on yes, the, sir. I, I sure appreciate you because I'm telling you, you're totally awesome, and I'm gonna be one to get your book. Oh, well, thank okay. you, man. I'm definitely gonna get it, you are, you are awesome. But we have the parents, the parents who are the ones who are responsible for these children. When I came up, we were write music. Yeah, we wrote music that was meaningful, uh, we wrote music that pertained to, to to life at the time. Um, we and we had to have double entendre,
4: Doc. Yeah, double you know, we, must, we couldn't say we couldn't say what they can. We couldn't say going to the booty in the club tonight. Oh no! That. So we couldn't that's why going we had to come up and be cover and say things like whip it, baby, and mean the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. haven't but heard I, that used. Since the guy said, uh, I ain't messing with, uh, I know she ain't no gold digger. <laughs> she ain't messing with no broke, broke. And you hear the word without it being said. I was like, there you go.
3: That's it. Well, you know, they took the record off the market that one time. I know you guys might remember it. I know it went into jazz. It was called One man Jewel. Uh, one, what's it called? Yeah, you remember that? One and morning. As I was walking. Yeah, 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 yeah. One, you remember that? Yes, I remember they that thought they made jazz out of it. They right. borrowed that from the radio. Yeah, they bought that from all the radio stations, because they said that it was guilty. And that people shouldn't listen to that. But when we listen to the radio now. And and the uh, like you said, V H one
5: and the content. VET,
3: I think it's a, I think it's just really exciting uh our people. I believe that's what it is. And you're getting a lot of people and you've been out there and showed them a so you know that there's a lot of people want to be seen. And just gotten people anything. You know, they'll work on a, a live TV show with no clothes on, in order to say that's me with so and so on that TV show. Okay, so yeah. we need to if we can, but we have to be artists, these artists uh, who are doing this. And I've talked to a lot of them in the studio looking at them. I said, Man, I can't do that. I won't do it. I'm not gonna say that. I'm sorry, that's over with. If I don't never make it, you
1: know hope I'm is, not
3: gonna ever you know do what?
4: that. Hope, hope is alive. Now we just talked about the the downside of that scenario. Here's the upside of that scenario. Chrisette Michelle. Chrisette Michelle. latency, um, Stokely Williams in mid condition. Anthony,
1: latency, latency. I mean, <laughs> yeah.
4: I mean, all of these. I mean, this is our new Anthony Hamilton. I mean, yes. all of our people, these are our, of our young people that are coming in here. The boys came in that came into here, still making romantic music, you know, about love and about this and that. So there are positives that are helping to bring that thing about. You're seeing Justin Kimberlake sitting down on a piano and for 10 years of his career, he was just rapping. Now he's not He used to watch the Grammy Award and it would be all these rappers on there and no music. Now you'd be lucky to see one, Gospel thing on there, or one rap thing on there. The latest one was the was the gospel one that won a record of the year or something like that last year, for or what I think. You know, now you got bro, well, it, just get happy. And what so the musicality is coming back. It's just completing that thirty year cycle.
2: I love you know, what you are saying. We, we I love gonna what they're saying. Everybody, they, we got to train the
4: kids. They're gonna have to
3: train the children. My daughter is now uh she has been in the studio with kids seven eight nine and ten years old no rap music she just re- she recorded for the open school district with a group of kids now she's at the high school teaching music and when i say teach music she's teaching the music she likes her kids if she can to learn how to not only read the music saying you know saying the music and everything and She's trying to deal with kids in a way and with the jazz pop and gospel music, showing them a, a new way to go and where they are. And I've seen it work, but it's, just, it's a long way to go. And like you, Doc, I love to see you. It's, I know you're probably already doing it, going into some of these high schools and places like that. Yes, yeah, I do do that. And, you know, playing and showing them, hey, it's something different. But what you're doing out there wearing your pants down on your knees. Right. So hey,
1: everybody, we're going to
2: take a call. If you want to hold the <clears> line, <throat> we're going to take a call from Southern California. Sounds like somebody's in Los Angeles want to talk to Skip. Hey, you're live on Straight talk Do you have a question for Skip tonight? Hello, Miss
1: Barbara Slay Ross. Hey, I knew that was <laughs> L.A. In. How you doing? I I am I,
2: fantastic. Right, I wanted to meet Skip Martin. He's How here. are you doing, <laughs> Lady
1: wow. Hi, Skip. Um, uh, I'm, I'm my pleasure meeting you. I'm uh, uh, two two five CL as well. Um, I do have a show on uh, Galaxy Talk Radio as Oliver's corner, but I'm here supporting Ms. Barbara. I, I'm sorry, I'm still on the road. I, I had, a, had an engagement tonight, and I, I said, you know what, I even if I get in the last call, I'm going to call in.
3: <laughs>
1: I, I, I wanted to, you know, meet you, sir, and to uh, tell you what an honor it is, is to have you on Barbara's show and, and what you're doing even mm-hmm. now uh, with your music, with your entertainment, and I mean, I just look forward to hearing more of your music.
4: Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
1: What's your name? I'm sorry, yeah. Ms. Ross, What is your question? Oh, my my question. Yeah. Well, my well, my question. I didn't really have a question because, like I said, i I'm, I was at a previous engagement. But you know what? i don't have a comment. Well, that could be a question too. Let me okay. let me put it like this. Let me put it like this. Um, because I did hear what you say. Uh, what you said regarding the music today. And how it's influencing uh, the generation of today. Um, let me ask you this um, music back in the day, God the OG, back in the day when music was just really pure, pure music. Um, tell me what has really crossed over, what has really changed our generation, what has influenced? Our generation with the music is just really, it, it's so different than what we used to listen. Like back in the forth, the Temptations and the, and the Four Tops and Shy Lights. And, you know, I can, the I can say it in one word. Out. I can say it in one word. Money. Money.
4: That's right. It made more money with less expense to <laughs> plagiarize or capitalize <clears throat> on a quick fix. So record right. companies realize that. We can make more money than developing a whole band and trying to sell the hip song. this guy just started talking about some booty on the corner and the, and the kids are loving it they're That's buying right. most of the commodities so they are servicing their immaturity their vulnerability their susceptibleness their ways to be able to make money mm.
2: well you know what i Since we have Lady Rosalind, you know, she is a singer in her own right. She has some independent music that's actually on T25CL, and she's the co-CEO. And I have a question for you, Skip, because I don't think uh, our listening audience really knows to the depth in which you have developed your craft. And I want to talk a little bit about how do you get your songs and the rights, and then lease it out for commercial. I mean, well, one day I was just sitting there, and I think I heard Let It Whip uh, uh, on the on the TV about some uh, toddlers, and I said to myself, now nah, get it. Yes, I think, that.
4: Um, it just comes from having something commercial that can make money and another company and situation figured, look, let's use that as a look, to get people's attention for 30 seconds, so we can show them our product, and that came do, from having a partner I did it with.
2: Do you have a manager or somebody that specifically works with you as an artist? You're I have a manager. Sales? I have a manager
4: now, as just recently acquired. At my age and stage in life, I've got a manager. I've got a new record company. I've got a new distributor. Distributor, all of this stuff. But up until this point, that has been my manager, and I. And basically, I was listening to those words and, and just believing in my heart that I already had it. I was claiming it before I even knew about the scenario and definition of the book series called uh, The Secret. I was already doing that and claiming it in my mind and heart. This is just going to be the trip to when I get there. I already got it. This, I'm just going to go on the journey now.
2: And that's All how right. I get that. And we have a question from Galaxy Chief. Go ahead, Andre.
5: Well, now that you're on that talking about copyrights and stuff, there was this uh, college student a couple of years ago that was uh, making copies of textbooks and selling it because, you know, expensive uh, textbooks are in college. Mm-hmm. And so he was just selling off copies to other students and he got busted behind it and the book company wanted to sue him and this went all the way to the Supreme Court and this whole thing was brought up about copyright infringement. And I saw this on MSNBC one time, maybe about five o'clock in the morning, and I have yet to see this since. But the Supreme Court ruling on this, that if a consumer buys a movie, or a CD, or a book, they own it. So now if somebody buys your CD, And if they want to go out and mass produce it and sell it, it's their property because they paid money for it. And I've been trying to call D.C. to get clarity on this, and we could never get into the copyright office. The lines were just too busy. So, Skip, have you heard anything on this law about copyrights that once someone buys something, they own it, and you as a performing artist, once you sell it, you relinquish your rights to that one CD? Well,
4: the laws and what have you have become very convoluted and non-specific in general, and there's always going to be some case or some, you know, individual circumstance or circumstances that change the, the parameters, dynamics of a conflict or even that the definition of copyright and ownership, so forth. Best thing I can say about that is uh, in music, once you have written a song and you have published a song, then you basically own that sound recording of that song for 90 years. And mm-hmm. and it's just something that's been established over a you know, long periods of time. Now people can now, people who, yes, I guess, if they want to take one of my songs or take an album and re-record it because so they bought it or, or not just re-record it, re-copy it make their yeah, own, copy. It, whatever yeah. the laws are so ambiguous in this day and time that there's a possibility that i could be done so what you have to do nowadays is you just have to look at the fact that look i have to make enough noise that the independent artists have more power than i ever had because record companies used to have this power have to develop everything and put all that have to put the money in and they gave you 25 cents on an album that was being sold for 14.95 and because they help facilitate branding you, they help the recording, they charge you what they wanted to that. You had all this money that the record company made. Now you got to sell a million, two million copies to make $300,000. Mm-hmm. Now things have changed in this day and age because, and I thank God for people that implemented certain things and stood for something that meant something like Prince. Prince was an artist that was on Warner Brothers records and they had mm-hmm. him locked down to a thing, making 25 cents or whatever an album. And he wasn't gonna make a hit out unless he sold two million and records, missing that. So he said, huh, okay. I'll be the artist formerly known as.
1: I love and him for that.
4: that. He did that until his contract ran out and sold records and sold 250,000 albums off of his next CD. Oprah Winfrey asked him, well, 250,000 albums, that was like what the record company said was a failure. And he said, yes, the record company would say that's a failure. But 250,000 albums times $14 coming to my mailbox, you do the math. Yep. <laughs>
1: that's right. And that's I love them for that. Yeah. <laughs> I love for
4: that. changed so many things. I was at the beginning of the mind of the record companies as they used to be.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay, so those
4: laws as they used to be. That was the beginning of that, and thank God for somebody stepping up and making that a scenario. So now it's really about you know if I only sell a hundred thousand albums at ten dollars yes <laughs> on one no.
5: album. do, do the math.
4: That makes more sense for me as an independent business person. That means I'm a successful independent business person, and I'm trying to service a market. That will support me. I don't need to have five million fans. I don't need to have the billions of dollars. I just want to have a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand devoted fans that I have a relationship with. And if I make my if I can make them happy, then it's a beautiful thing. You know, I didn't do any of this to get money, to get girls, to get cash, to get Grammy Awards. I didn't even think about those things. It wasn't even something that I dreamed about. I was seven years old sitting in a car, and we were driving this car, and Nat King Cole had died or something of that nature. And they were playing, i that's what you are. And I'm yeah. listening to his voice, and it sounded like the brother was in the car with us. And I mm-hmm. said right then and there, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to make a mark and a trace in humanity that says I was here, that will mean something beyond my short lifetime. I want to be able to touch somebody 50 years after I'm gone. I want to be able to make a difference in humanity. And that's been my main motivation, and everything else has come
2: around that.
5: Well, you know what?
2: And we want to just say this, hey, let's talk about this new dance craze that's coming about. All right. You're oh, my listening, God. Yeah, you're listening to wwwt five cl right now. We're in straight talk with the higher brush. we got the penthouse special guest artist, this Skip Martin. And he is also known as Dr. Dan. And we want to hear about
1: wine. Can you tell us about it?
4: Okay, let me tell you about My newest uh, career, latest creation, I'm loving it. Um, It's a concept that I came up with. A friend of mine, he's a Jewish radiologist, 53 years old, played some piano when he went to college. He came to me and he said, Skip, I want to do some music. I can play some piano. I want to be part of this music thing have some fun. I'm tired of diagnosing leukemia and and lymphoma and all these Hodgkin's. I just want to do some music make me feel good. I said, well, if you pay for it, like I had to pay for it, I'll go into the studio and create something, and God never lets me down. And I went in there with his money and started recording dance music. And the first song was kind of a dance disco. Because so he's a Jewish doctor, I'm going to make it like dance disco. And then I went home after the first song called Took So Long. And after we got that song done. I went home and I was laying in my bed. I went to bed early that night. I used to go to bed till 2. I went to bed about 11. I woke up at 2 o'clock jumping around the house. woo I got it. My wife got up. She said, what is wrong? Are you all right, darling? What's wrong? I'm like, baby, I got it. Oh, my God, I got it. She's like, what is it? I'm going to call him Dr. Dance. That's going to be his alter ego, and we are going to bring awareness to obesity and childhood diabetes through dancing because dancing is good for your heart.
2: We are so excited to hear that.
4: So that's a blessing, and that came about, and that's who Dr. Dance is. I'm not Dr. Dance, but I'm the person, the masterminded came up with it, and created this image for him to wear. And I put him in front of me, and I stand in the background. So the new album is called Skip Martin Presents The Dr. Dance Project. And the first single that I want each and every one of you out there to please help my, my, my crusade, bring awareness to obesity and childhood diabetes, by doing a $0.99 cent download on this song. $0.99, cent, come on. Help me make a difference for somebody else and download my song and share it with your friends, because I just got it in the Grammy Ballad this year for 2014 under the American Roots category, and that's expanding to health and wellness. There's nothing in health and wellness, no spoken words, no massage music, no nothing that's banging like my Candy wine.
2: I love it. And you said the American Roots category. <gasps> yes. Oh, my goodness. That was a first, you guys, American Roots category. I yes. love it. Okay, so so that's <laughs> my Dr.
4: Dance. That's my Dr. Dance project, and I have 10 songs on that CD, but the, the single that is out right now on YouTube is Can You Wine, and wine is spelled W-H-I-N-E. You can go to YouTube right now and pull it up and look at it. So that was where that came from. While I was doing that, I'm doing songs for this concept of this doctor dance and diabetes. My daughter's a type one diabetic. If she doesn't have insulin, she will die. So I'm living with diabetes because it's part of our family thing. So right. I, this is what motivated me to go in, in that direction about that. Plus, the influence of our historic first lady, first black woman to be a first lady of in the in America, and she yeah. got a whole campaign about exercise, health, and wellness. You I'm right on the right track. So while Absolutely. I'm doing this, while I'm doing this music, me came out. Because there was nobody there but me and my mind and the creativity that was in my heart. But now I had all the tools to get what I had in my head out on tape. So while I'm doing all of that and giving him parts to play for the music that I created, then me started coming out and I came out with some of the most incredible songs for skips. The first time I had really done Skip. And so now I have great music coming out. Look for a new single for me. My Christmas song is called Little Drummer Boy, and it's just me and a drum. And I'm doing Little Drummer Boy with my trumpet that was just bestowed to me by a company out of Austria called D-A-C-A-R-B-O, De Carbo. And they made me a $5,000 trumpet line with my signature on it made out of carbon fiber and titanium. Oh, so I have I, my, I have I my first endorsed trumpet, and not just an endorsement; they made it a line. So this will continue on after I'm gone. I was oh, that playing is this horn. Brilliant! I, I was playing this horn the other night, and I just looked at it, and I put my—I had I him had put the name of the horn on there, and I call her Because she's the difference between night and day. And I'm looking at Sunset, and me and Sunset are sitting there playing in this little jazz city and thing, jam session. And a tear came to my eye, because I'm one, so thankful to have it, but two, I was looking at what I just told you my motivations were for doing this. This trumpet is gonna be here after I'm gone. I, it's I, helping me to achieve through my hard work and endeavors, my dream.
2: I love, it. I love it well you know what i've got two more things you know we can't keep you all night. we'd love to keep you a weekend but we can't keep you all weekend but we do want to ask a couple things a couple things one thing i just want to thank you for this i remember when i was a death center and you were the number one selling single for Let It Whip and you and I were in the same jet book. I wanted to say that, give everybody a shout out so you guys know what for that. You are. Yeah. Yeah, you are still
1: a and hottie. Don't say you are hottie too, for so two hotties. I love it.
2: And I also want to give a shout out to your lovely daughter who we supported on America's God Talent. That lovely Primrose. Yay, how's yes, she doing? Yes. Give us a Primrose update. On on X Factor. X Factor. X X Factor. Okay. Give
4: yeah, us an update. Okay. Yes, um, she's doing well. She's uh, from a younger generation and has to learn some things about perseverance. And if anybody saw X Factor and saw this young lady with a red wig on, her name was Primrose, and she tried to do a Michael Jackson song and walk her way through it, and she just fell with disaster because it wasn't like it should have been. But my daughter got to the top ten of all the girls in the U.S. There must have been 10 million of them or something that were trying to audition for the X Factor with Simon Cowell. And anyway, she got to the top two and it was a blessing, but I also had to deal with I'm a celebrity parent. I'm a parent first. And then so Oh wait, I was a celebrity first, and then I became a parent. And what I had to do was parent her. And what what parents do, men, and that's why our kids are a little bit messed up sometimes because they have to have both perspectives. They have to have a father perspective and a mother perspective. And and we both have our idiosyncrasies. My wife, the time my daughter fell down, she would jump up and go, oh baby, are you all right? And I would have to grab her sometimes. And I'd say, shit, she'll go, damn. She's like, why is she gonna hit her head? I said, let her learn. If you don't let her get back up, you are going to retard her maturity. Let her learn. She's not gonna kill herself. Let her fall down that step right there and bust that head. I bet you want to say it again. (laughs) you know and and so it's the same principle applies if my daughter was doing x factor and i'm dad so i can't really tell her like somebody that's not dad, even though all the accolades even though all the vocal teachers even though all the singing all the stuff i've been through i said baby just get up there and be you don't try to be anything else well she wants to work on her outfit she wants to work on her steps she wants to work on all of these other things gets up there, music's not loud enough, she can't hear it, and she loses where her place is, and she panics because she didn't have all those years in the garage. She didn't have all those shows and experience that I had to be able to handle when you don't win. And that is something that everybody has to realize. In order to be a champion, you've got to lose sometimes. Losing is valuable, actually it's more valuable than winning all the time. Because he never be a champion. I love, I love um, um, our guy Mayweather. I love him like I love Muhammad Ali, because Ali was a hero. Ali would talk shit and then get his ass beat and come back and beat the kind talk more shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
2: Nobody
4: like Ali. <laughs> and that was hero. Not not what Mayweather is doing, who will only fight guys that he can beat. So he can maintain a record. Get one of them guys that you can't beat and jump on him and get beat. And then see if you can come back and, and beat him again. That's the difference. That's what a champion is. So that's what I try to share with my daughter. And while she was doing what she did on that X Factor and fell, I just people saw me on television with my head down in my hat. It wasn't that I was embarrassed by what she did. She was not willing really to accept it when the guy said, well, excuse me, you, you're, you're out. But please well,
2: you know, know, what? I'm saying, but, but, know what i can do what
4: I can do. Just let it go. But let,
2: let me tell you something. It was 400,000 of us watching saying, we love you, Primrose, and we love you. Yes. We love what you do, and, I mean, we, her sincerity and the realness yep. of who she was came through in that moment, and that's yep. what we love about her. So you yep. let her know that she's got fans out here, and we're waiting for some kind of little fun. I'm, I'm trying to get her to do, do it.
4: It's just, I'm trying to I appreciate that, and I, she needs to know that, and I told her the same thing. I said, look, girl, you got over 400,000, almost 500,000 people. A lot of them talked about you falling." what they're, they're really saying is, we support you if you get back up. Please get back up because we want somebody to believe in. That's right, absolutely. And I told her that, but it said, took her a minute to get back up because she did not have the maturity or the experience to handle that type of rejection. Absolutely. And it was more mega than it was for me. I could get rejected in a room of 300 people. It was different you get rejected for half a million yes. In, an, yes in a week
2: yeah you're right you're right it magnifies it and that's so why we were still standing so steadfast behind her we yeah. were behind her totally okay so hey you guys and we are here at straight talk with the higher president it's been an exceptional <laughs> show i'm going to allow our ceo galaxy chief of the stronghold board to say a few words well, thanks,
5: sir. Did you have something you want to say? Oh, just real quick. I mean, it's been a great show, and it's been a long way, but it's been well worth it. And my brother, you're always welcome here, T25CL. And, Thank uh, you so would, much. We would love to co- collaborate with you as well with, with our great artists, and we would love to see you up on the show uh, along with the, the T25CL artists. I and uh it. But, man, just keep on doing what you're doing, and I was just flipping around some cards here and I pulled out a Dash Band card. I just got this card for wow. one of the members from the Dazz Band just two months ago from uh, wow. Jerry Bell. And I was just flipping oh, around some now, cards here. Yeah, yeah and, and Jerry Mr. just came
4: Now that's from another offshoot and that's a flattering um, offshoot because yeah. Jerry Bell sang one song on one Dazz Band album and now he has a Dazz Band. What's well, yeah. the blessing about that is I'm not going to hate on that. What mm-hmm. I'm going to do is, I'm going to say that's a blessing because somebody else wants so much to be like us that they put their intention into making their own day.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, there's
4: other ways I could look at it and say it, but because I believe the universe is a mirror, I'm mm-hmm. going to put out in the universe what I want to be reflected back on me.
2: I mm-hmm. know that's right. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yes. That's it. And we want to go to Lady Roz. Are you there, Lady Roz? I am still on the road, but I am here. <laughs> All right. So I tell you what, Skip. Now listen to me, if you go to Los Angeles and you need a vocal backup, or you need somebody to open your show, Lady Ross is your girl. Did you have any closing
1: statements for you? Well, you know, like I was uh, saying, and I think I'm um, just reiterating what the chief said, you know, we would love to you know, have you um, uh, perform on stage with the it Five cl All-Stars. It would be such a phenomenal, phenomenal experience mm-hmm. for all of us. But most of all, we just want to thank you for coming on. And, you know, it's my privilege and honor to even meet you.
4: You know what? I thank you very much for having me. I'm loving it. I got that one place back. Are you going to pay me to do it? I'm gonna exactly you. Wait a minute. You mean we gotta
5: pay you? Oh, oh no. we gotta pay you? Holy. You mean man. you
1: won't do it out of the kindness of your heart? Man, we he Oh man, we you. Oh, man. I mean, I'm gonna feed you. Once,
4: once we get friendly, he's
1: like, bro, I said, why don't you go find on? Hey, We'll have to get you all right? All right. Uh, we'll
5: gee, have we are the care peanut butter. butter and jelly in LA
1: down here.
2: Man. Oh, I love it! I love it! And we want to we want to uh, let Pastor Bob, Pastor Bob, you're gonna be playing at the Oakland Jazz Festival. Did you say on the 27th Saturday? You hit at 3:30, did you say?
3: Uh 3 p.m. Yeah.
2: Okay, and that's on 19th Telegraph uh, for all the uh, listeners
3: out there. Yeah. And I wanna say something real quick. Yeah. Uh,
5: Mr. Ward. Yes,
3: sir. How are you doing there? All right. You know, I'm I'm so proud of you. Uh and I've been talking to people, trying to spread the news and trying to see if I can get a group together to start trying <laughs> to raise some money in order to uh back you up with your with your radio station. I've been spreading the word around and uh I'll talk to you about it. I don't want anything out of this. What I want to see is, I want to see you uh, go, I mean, just go on top of the industry because I like the format Amazing. and I like what's happening. And you just are not hearing this anymore. And Doc, you keep Thank on you. pushing. Like Curtis said, you keep on pushing. Thank and you, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna keep up with you. So if you are, you if know you, what? If, if, if you know, if all of you people out here can back up a radio station like this and well, try to push to help and help fundraising so he can build think what could happen if we could just really spread this out in the community so they
4: can come and hear what like what's being happened tonight. Well, thank you so much for your kudos and what have you. And I'm going to give you kudos because you just gave me a great idea. Okay, Mr. Warren and, and Miss Barbara McGee and Mr. Roz over there, this is what I'm going to do. Because everything comes from a relationship, and this is going to be an example of that, you pay for the time. I'll go into the studio, and I'm going to create a musical jingle for your radio show.
1: Oh, okay.
5: Yay! Oh, <laughs> right.
2: Uh, now that's okay. for straight talk.
1: That's
2: a Dingo for straight talk.
5: <laughs> what miracles happen here on Galaxy Talk Radio. Right. Uh-huh. Okay, so we'll
2: talk
4: more about it, but you got my commitment because I said it out publicly, so I got to stand to it,
5: and I will do that.
4: So let's make that happen. You'll have something for me. And we'll continue on because it's all about, you know, giving and what have you. And Reverend, thank you for the idea. You're a genius.
5: Yes, he
2: Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Well, everybody, we thank you so much, Skip Martin, for being with us. We give a wonderful shout-out to your lovely wife in Las Vegas, California. We also give a shout-out to your lovely children and your wonderful mother. And I just want to close by saying the best gift you've ever given to me was when I got a chance to the Confessions of a Superhero, when I got a chance to do the makeup for your band. And we were in the south point casino do you remember that yes i remember (laughs) and and it would and you guys were getting ready for an opening it was a sellout crowd and they laid out that wonderful i didn't know you musicians ate so well remember how they laid Uh out and then i was there and you guys did every single song and i remember you did that that hollywood swing and i said Oh my goodness, that was so wonderful. But if I could just hear it one more time. <laughs> oh my God. I tell you, Skip, you are a gem of blessing. You are God's gift. And we thank you once again for your musical talent, for your uh, experience. And we thank you for being a guest on Straight Talk. You'll come back, won't you? Oh, sure, I will. I will be back. We, we, we'd love that we'd love to support <laughs> we'd love to, for you to come live from monte carlo or something like that anyway all right everybody you've listened to uh straight talk from the Higher brush now listen you can go to skip dot com and download all this music and also you can uh Definitely check him on YouTube for the new (laughs) Dr. Dance and the new craze song for diabetes called Can You Wine? Now, you heard it first here on Pray Talk with the Higher Brush. We thank you again. Thank uh, you. Yes, absolutely. We love you. And to all, a good night. Have a good one. God bless. All right. Peace be with you.